Peace star hearts, it's your boy Ibu the Any Star, host of the Dionys Podcast. We had to do an insomnia podcast, man, 10 o'clock at night. I recruited my guy from the Knicks Community Podcast, Aiden Donahue. We talked about Chris Stapps and that tweet that he put out with the dramatic video and the dra- dramatic music, talking about that he's liberated. You know that was a, de- a dig at Knicks fans and the Knicks organization. So we had to talk about that, man. And then we talked about a bunch of other things, too, including the Nets and some other things, man. So anyway, this is... um. Dire Knicks Podcast, along with Knicks Community Podcast, chopping it up. Let's get busy. Yeah, man, so we got a guest, actually, man. Let me get him out the green room. That's um, Aiden Donahue. What's good, man? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eru, it's it's great to be back. How are you, buddy? No, nah, chilling, chilling. You're, um, you're down with the... Um, Next community podcast, right? Absolutely. Uh, I I actually have I put up our interview o- over there. So uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's a great interview. Uh, positive vibes only, as I said on there, and uh, it's great for all Knicks fans that just need reassurance uh, during this tough time. But um, isn't it very exciting that the NBA just announced the uh, return date, December twenty second? Very exciting. I think it's like what nine weeks to yeah. like. Yeah, I can't wait. We we haven't we haven't seen Knicks basketball since March. Yeah, it's like it's been like almost three hundred days. I saw like on Twitter, which is <laughs> insane to me. Yeah, man. You see, I'm I'm dressed for the part, right? I had to get my my Knicks stuff on. I had to represent because of everything that's going on right now. Of course, I got I got my Knicks blanket over there. I I I I got some I got some gear over here too, man. Yeah, I got a lot of nonsense, man. I I got some. I actually got something I want to show, but I'll probably show it a little. I'll probably show it another show, or whatever. So anyway, like I, I came on here purposely just to talk about Kristaps, man. So, um, you know, what's your thoughts on it, man? Did you get involved in the whole Twitter beef that's, that's going on right now? I actually haven't really gotten involved in the um, Twitter beef that much, but I did see the tweet, and it was crazy. Like, yeah. I was um, I was actually very surprised that um, that um, that I mean, he even, like, posted that. Like, I don't even know, like, first off, like, what was the reason behind that? Like, it's all it's all confusing. It's all very confusing. Oh man, it's like it's like a like an old girlfriend coming back out of nowhere and trying to trying to ruin your current relationship, man. It's really bad. Yeah, it was it was completely like you know it was out of nowhere, exactly like the uh, Stoudemire news that that hit social media today with uh, he's going to be joining Steve Nash in Brooklyn as an assistant as one of the many probably assistant coaches that'll be announced soon. Isn't it? A, isn't that a joke? The whole the whole situation with the Nets. Because if if there was if that was a Knicks and we hired Steve Nash and we had KD and these guys and they were talking about oh yeah maybe I'll coach today he'll coach tomorrow and then the top assistant that they that they hire is Amari Stoudemire we would be like what is going on? But you know, it's the Nets. It's crazy. I mean, I was I you know I I was hearing D'Antoni's name. I mean, and and you know he could be announced sometime like in the upcoming weeks or days. Who knows? But like Stoudemire completely out of left field yeah, um, isn't he still playing he's still on the contract with his current team too i think yeah i was gonna say i thought he was still uh playing in israel or uh or wherever he is overseas now i don't know it's, it's a it's a big joke i, I, just, I just don't get it but no, no one cares so not even the, um, the news reporters they didn't even really make a big deal about it they just announced it and then just like you know left it alone there's <laughs> like no story right you know, no no backlash or nothing i just don't get it it's crazy i mean you know, but 
I mean, I think we 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 have one of the most exciting you know coaching staffs in in our in our recent years, though. So that's I guess something to look forward to. And in, in in oh man, it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean. Ah, man. I mean, well, I saw that, that Porzingis tweet. I first didn't think it was real. Like at first, like when I saw people like reporting about it and I'm like, what? Like, huh? Like that's so, it was completely like, there was no, there's, there was no, like, there was no call for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we we were just minding our business, you know, and the next thing you know, you know, this this happens. And then all these Dallas fans coming out, out of, out the woodwork. Right. Well, I I just popped it on the screen. I don't know if you can see it. You can see it on I could I could see everything perfectly. All right, this is what started actually. Um, this is the initial this tweet. Um, here, let me see if I can get it. To, well, you can see it there, but like the music, the music that that was playing was just like um like he he was asking for uh, liberation, a liberated. This is actually what I said with my response. If you could read it there. Yeah, the two. Yeah. Of, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, liberated. Like I mean, like you know, he's the one that they wanted off the team. That whole that whole scenario, like that. That's another thing that came kind of came out of, out of the blue. Like we one day we, we were we were chilling and we were contemplating like who we're gonna draft and how we're gonna build around Porzingis, and then out of nowhere we're, we're trading him, you know. And then it comes to find out that his brother, uh, all this this drama was was on um, was happening with that, and we still have to deal with it to this day with with this Porzingis nonsense. Yeah, it's crazy, and I mean, especially you can also see in that video too, like it's in slow motion, like which even packs more power to his punch. You know what I mean? It's not like in like regular motion where it happens in like a second. Like he wants you to just, ah oh, man, it's crazy. Yeah. And they lost both of those games. He didn't even play in the second game. Right. I it mean, is. I I hope Frank can redeem himself and and. Hopefully, dunk on Porzingis uh, in this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, or or I mean, remember, remember all of that RJ hype, like right before the season, he was like, "I'd love to dunk on Porzingis." Yeah, and there was all that. Um, there was all those like, uh, you know, like uh, I guess like tension between the two that was being created by uh by the media. You can you can argue. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's crazy. I mean that that's why I just hope that the draft. I mean, that's in uh, that's in what like four or five weeks or something. It's coming up, mm-hmm. and you know, I just hope that the draft can come up and then free agency, so we can actually have something to either retaliate with or just talk about. You know what I mean? It's oh yeah. man, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we're just like in limbo now because I mean, every everybody can come out the woodwork like blindsided us with this whole Chris Apps thing. So we're just kind of sitting there now. We got to defend ourselves, and now you know I, I'm I'm I was doing my best. I was giving any any um Dallas fan that wanted it, I was giving it to them on Twitter, man. So you know, like like we always have to be blindsided and stuff. So right right now, you know, we got our front office and our coaching staff set up. So right like like you said, four weeks from now, we just gotta get this draft going, and um this offseason has us has to be expedited. And then if they're gonna start in, in December. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for basketball. I'm ready to talk about like real, like real stuff and not not just constantly be defending ourselves all the time. Do we do we know if the new season's gonna be in a bubble or is it gonna be in arenas? Because I've been I I I hear that I think they're going to have it in arenas. I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's like a an official like fact set in stone, but like 
I mean, what what are your thoughts if they decide to to do another um, bubble for this upcoming season? Well, I mean, at, at this point now, uh, I mean, if you ever been to Costco or any grocery store or anything like that, there's people all over each other. If you ride, excuse me, if you ride the train in New York City, everybody's on top of each other. So this whole bubble thing is kind of overblown. You know, everybody's doing their due diligence as far as like sanitation and uh, wearing masks and gloves and all this thing, things like that, and um, separating people. They've been doing a great job of separating people, especially like restaurants and things like that. They're, they're always coming up with different ways to do stuff. So at this point, like in my opinion, they should just open up the arenas. And I actually did hear some scenarios where they might actually do like um, regional stuff, like say like um, the, the Knicks and, and the Nets might actually uh, pull their resources together to, um, you know, like if they have home, home games, they'll try to keep them together just to prevent all the traveling and stuff like that. So I think it could work. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be interesting, too, because, like, you know, if you look at what's going on in the NFL, like, there's some stadiums that have, like, like, I mean, like, uh, like 10,000 fans or, like, like, there's, like, some, there's some stadiums that are just, like, completely empty. And then there are, there's some that's, like, has, like, a couple thousand fans there. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be pretty interesting. But, um, I mean, I just hope that, you know, you and me and Knicks fans everywhere, the first game that MSG lets fans back in, I mean... I just hope everybody can, you know, make it and, you know, just really, um, you know, just get back to old MSG and just like what, like everything used to be before this pandemic. Yeah. Just the magic of being an MSG and stuff. And just, I want to put it out there too. We got um, Nick's um, community podcast, Dynamics Nick's podcast. Anybody watching, anybody watch the replay? If you get tickets, hit us up, man, because we need to be in there, man. I, I don't, I don't want to be on the outside looking in if, once they finally open up MSG, man. Absolutely. You know, for, uh, can you imagine the content that, that, that would be taking place there at that game, man? Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be crazy. All, all kind of live streaming, all kind of posts and stuff. It's going to be mm. crazy. I, I, I like we, we talked about it before I was, I was at the, um, the actual home opener for, for last season. That was pretty dope. I was, I was actually at the, um, the Nets game as well. You know, outside I had brought my flag. So people were running down Flappish Avenue with the flag and stuff. So it was crazy this time around with the, with this whole bubble stuff. If we ever get together again, it's going to be pandemonium out there. Oh, agreed, a hundred percent. And um, were you were you at the are you you were at the home opener versus the the Celtics? Yes, I was there as well. I was at that game actually as well. I mean, it was it was crazy when we won. Frank chance started to happen. Oh yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, because um, I mean, I was pretty close up to to the to the Knicks bench, but like my seats were like right next to the Celtics tunnel, so like I wasn't able to to get pictures of Taj Gibson and Reggie Bullock walking out of that tunnel. But okay. but I mean, you know, like when that started to happen, I mean, you know, like Mike Breen said on on commentary when I rewatched um, the TV kind of version of the game. I mean, it's just gonna it just that could be a very big factors to why Dennis played pretty poorly was because his confidence was just so shattered by Knicks fans and expectations. Well, not just Knicks fans, man, this guy Fisdale too. He, um, he had actually four point guards on that roster and he right. chose to start Alonzo Trayer and um, RJ well in that first um, San Antonio game. And he still was, was messing around, you know, up until he got fired, you know? So that's, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of that blame belongs to him as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And speaking of Trier, I remember like recently some some somebody like 
tweeted like Alonzo Trier signed with like some team in like Turkey or something, and like everybody retweeted it, like uh, like uh, Ian Begley. So of course I retweeted it because I'm like, you know, if Nick sports writers are retweeting it, it has to be true. And then I I just see like everybody apologizing because it was like a troll or something, and I was like, man, that sucks. Yeah. I, I want to see Trier succeed. You know what I mean? Like I miss I miss Trier, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we um dropped the ball on him. I was gonna ask you about Frank and stuff like that, but we, we can keep it on Trier. Like um, you know, as far as our development, everybody keeps talking about developing young players and stuff like that. But I, I think like with Alonso Trier, we kind of dropped the ball because there's so much emphasis on Frank. You know, he's like like the baby of of the team. Like everything has to do with his development. Even fans to this day, like, oh, the Knicks didn't use him properly. They haven't been um doing this that, and the other. But I mean, this is gonna be entering what like his fourth. Is this his fourth year? Is is um I believe it's his fourth year. He's like twenty two years old now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like like um how how much time are we gonna be putting on this one player when we have other guys like Alonzo Trayer that that we just didn't care about? You know, we just like left him to the um to like the to like the the I, I don't even know I don't know what to say. We just threw him to the savage land. Now he's like you know like the butt of jokes now. You know, exactly through 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 him to the wolves. I mean. It's crazy. I mean, and like for Theo Pinson, we don't even know how he's gonna do. I mean, I don't even remember. I don't even remember him on the Nets. Apparently, he was on the Nets for like. Well, he was like their uh, unofficial uh, mascot on the bench there. He was like leading the um all those um they were they were kind of like known for like their um their cheers and stuff. Celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the celebration stuff that they were doing, the handshakes and all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's like the um he's gonna be like Herb Williams for us. But he has a little bit of game, though. He could shoot actually a little bit. So, I, I just I just saw like a video of him doing like some like spin dunk video, and and like like it gives me hope. But at the same time, like you could make anybody look like Michael Jordan if you're filming a player in a gym. Yeah, especially NBA players. All, all these guys are, are like the best players in the world. Even like the worst player on any team, it will be like a dominant player anywhere else. You know? Exactly. I mean. Like you could make like Willie Hernan Gomez look like Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe you pulled him out, out the out the <laughs> out the ground, man. Yeah, <laughs> where is Willie? Where is Willie Hernan Gomez right now? I I think is he in Charlotte? I have no idea because I yeah I, I think yeah I think he's running a Seven Eleven in Charlotte right now. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's crazy. I mean, oh man, I mean and. Do you what are what are your thoughts on on Russell Westbrook? Because I personally would not want him on the Knicks. I don't know if you feel the same, but I'm personally very against Westbrook. Well, my, my thing is with any any of these players, you know, Westbrook, um, CP3, and you're talking about Oladipo and all these other guys. The the whole the whole only way we can get them is via trade, and, and in order to trade them, we got to give up assets. And I'm just done with giving up assets. You know, I'm looking at guys like um like Fred Van Fleet. A lot of people don't like him. I, I keep saying his name. But there's other players too, you know, that, that are available. I would rather I'd rather sign a guy because we have forty five million dollars. I'd rather sign a guy and keep our assets. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Van Vliet is the one that I really want from um from this offseason kind of group of names that everybody's throwing out there. Um and I mean if we were to keep assets like Knox, I think this would be the year where if they don't prove themselves, we, we, oh, I just hit my lamp. If we don't, if we don't, if we don't, uh, see improvement from them, from, from all of these years of just not really like living up to potential, I think we got to trade them. 
because I'm going to give Knox this one year just because of Thibodeau. Yeah, absolutely. I want I want to see how these guys respond to actual good coaching and and a good culture and stuff like that. But um, you know, it's it's like like how many more years you're gonna give them? Like I mentioned, Frank, you know he he's been the baby of every fan, and uh, Kevin Knox is another guy that people always talking about all his potential and this that, and the other. Like you got to show the potential before you know it. Like um, you know, five years can go like this. Next thing you know, the guys are like 27 years old, and you're like, oh, what happened to these guys? You know, at, at some point, uh, you're gonna have to develop yourself. Do you want to be a star? Do you want to be in the NBA? You know, enough of this um, coddling play on players because right now we got two, um, we got three draft picks this year. If I'm not mistaken, we got at least two, I mean, possibly three next year. We, we have we have draft picks like crazy. So there's going to be new guys coming in, you know, and the Knicks have been doing a great job with the G League and stuff. So we're going to be getting new new um, players all the time. So we can't be coddling these two or three guys on, on, on the team, you know? Exactly. And I mean, I mean, I, I've said this on my podcast. I've said this on yours. I've said this on Slizzy's. Like we we have to utilize Lamar Peters. I mean, even if we don't get even if we don't get Van Vliet or Chris Paul or Westbrook or any of those big names. I mean, if you look at what Lamar Peters is doing out there, it's crazy. Yeah, he's a beast. You know, people talk about size and stuff, too. Um, CP3 is like he's short. You know, I, I've I, I never met him, but I've walked near him and I'm looking at him like he doesn't look that big you know, compared to, you know, his measurements and stuff like that. So, like, the big knock on Lamar Peters is that he's just too short. But, I mean, he's six foot, you know, that I mean, that's the same size as um, Chris Paul just about, you know, so we, we can't go by that. And, and and also with developing players, people keep talking about the kids. Uh, um, Lamar Peters is, is, a, is a kid himself, so um, we got to give these guys a shot. He's in our organization. I would rather him work with us now that he's here rather than let him go to another team and flourish there. I agree, and, I mean, same with Ignis, too. I mean – you know, I mean, Westchester is um, my dog is barking. But I mean, you know, like you wants West to be on the show. What's your, what's your dog's name? You know, I named her Ruffles after the potato chip brand because I'm a big. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm, awesome. I'm, That's I'm, awesome. I'm a, I'm a big Ruffles potato chips guy, but okay. uh, but I mean, um, you know, I mean, it's same with Ignis too. I mean, like there, Westchester's having him play like 20 minutes a game, and he's like gotten 20 points per game, like. Almost like very consistently, like I mean, I think I believe he was their leading scorer, um, and you know, I mean, the Knicks are playing him for on the on the main roster for like two minutes, three minutes. I mean, what's he going to do in that amount of time? You know what I mean? Like, and if he's yeah. getting if he's getting all of this opportunity in Westchester, playing full minutes, proving his worth and his and and you know his potential on that team, he needs to do the same on the Knicks because we need players like that that can go out there and score and play consistently. So yeah, I mean. In my, in my last show, I mentioned I mentioned that um you know we got we got we're gonna have to get like um I want to say like eight players on the roster because if we're gonna use the, the the salary cap we're gonna have to renounce a lot of guys so we're gonna need to add eight players so um you know we're missing we're gonna be short small forwards short shooting guards and this that, and the other and Ignis could slide right into the um to like a role that um Wayne Ellington had or uh say like a uh, what's the other guy uh, Reggie Bullock he could he could slide into that role easily because the, the role is open now. And I, I can see him doing very well in those, those roles because if, if there's one thing that um, Ignis is not lacking is confidence. A hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I, I I posted that like a like a short, tiny like mixtape from him in, in Westchester, and I mean, like you're saying, like like he's he's confident, and I mean, I think these players, you know, they really they're taking the pressure very heavy on themselves. I mean, I, I saw. Raymond Felton just did like a kind of like a little piece on I think Ian Begley's show or some somewhere, 
And he was just saying, like, these players have to just play with confidence. And that's how that's how they're just going to ultimately handle the pressure of New York. Because obviously the pressure is getting to them if it's taken guys like Kevin, Kevin Knox and Frank, like, three or, you know, almost like four years to develop now. I mean, it's crazy. And I think Ignis is just taking all the opportunities. Same with Lamar Peters and Kenny Wooten. I mean, um, like I said on your show, they're the three diamonds in the rough that I think we need to utilize and focus on. And I think that they're taking every opportunity that they're getting and just utilizing it to the fullest. So, yeah, we don't, we don't have time for it, man. No, I mean, you're, you're a youngster, man. I, I want the Knicks to, I want these guys to start doing something before you, you know, get on with your life and start having kids and stuff like that. I don't want, you know, you need to bring life onto this planet and the Knicks are still trying to develop Frank uh, Nilakina. You know, I just don't, I just don't want that to happen, man. I mean, hey, I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared for it. I mean, you know, I mean, my my dad was um was a huge fan of the Knicks. You know, obviously, uh, with um, uh, Walt Clyde Frazier and and Bernard King and Willis Reed and um, Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley, those guys in the seventies. And you know, he's still here. And and we haven't really done anything since like twenty twelve. But if you really want to talk about something go back to the nineties, late nineties. I mean, you know, we were, um, weren't we the first team in NBA history to be an eighth seed to make it to the finals? I mean, yeah. I mean, crazy. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm close with Chris Childs and I mean, I just try to reassure myself by just, by just messaging him once in a while, just being like, tell me some positive things about the nineties Knicks just to get me through these like 300 days with no Knicks. I mean, it's, it's so tough. And I just, I need this draft to come soon, and oh, I just need next content out there again. It's crazy. You know, the, the Knicks have they have been doing actually a pretty good job trying to trying to get something out there. You know, they they've been posting a lot of stuff. I noticed on on Twitter and um whatever, just like you know you know NBA uh, draft videos, all uh, different prospects and stuff. And they're mentioning a lot of the names that we're all mentioning, you know, in the Twitterverse and just everywhere. You know, so um it's it's it's, in, it's interesting. Everybody's exactly. ready, man. Everybody's ready. Exactly. And and I mean, you know what I also find interesting? That they're not showing that many videos of, like, training camp. So that kind of, I guess, like, possibly could be foreshadowing a lot of trades. Because if they're mainly showing guys like on, like, RJ and, like, Ignis, like, they're showing guys that are going to stay for the future. And, like, yeah. obviously, like... Dennis Smith Jr. and all of those guys, they're posting on their own kind of pages with their own kind of crew and friends. So, like, and, I mean, it just shows that the Knicks aren't posting videos of them or, or, or just really any content of them, like, at all, like, working out, like, currently at the facilities. Like, they're only showing, like, RJ or Mitch or, like, Kenny Wooten, Taj, like, like, and it just shows that come, like, December, a lot of the faces that we currently have on the Knicks I do not think are going to be there by that by that time and i just hope we i just i'm praying we make smart moves and i'm just praying that we don't make fill in trades and deals that that are just like you know fine on handling like some sort of roster situation for that current moment like no i want to make moves that are just going to help us and to to be secure at that position for the future and not just for like a month you know what i mean it's just it's crazy and i just really hope we make smart moves and you know, one of the reasons why I'm against Westbrook so much is just like he's going to want the ball every possession on offense. Right. Rightfully, rightfully so. I mean, he's he's a star in this league. Um, I mean, age is 
getting up to him soon. I mean, he's going to be almost, I mean, he's in his early 30s, but basically NBA fans know he's almost in his 40s. I mean, you know, like he's going to, I mean, we we have RJ for the future. We have these guys for the future. And, and if Westbrook's going to, you know, get the ball every possession on offense, that's going to take away opportunities that RJ and those guys needs to get, need to get experience and just practice in this league. I mean, I think right now, I mean, that's why I really want Van Vliet because my reasoning is he knows how to play in pressure time situations. We saw Julius Randle and others crack under the pressure and stress of the clutch time at MSG. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet's won a championship, especially against the, the Warriors. I mean, I know they had a lot of injuries that year, but like he knows how to play in the finals under the pressure and not miss and just play consistently. So I think he's going to – I could, if, if we get him – I think he's going to mentor RJ and all of those guys on how to handle the pressure of MSG and just in late game situations. And that's why I want him. Cause you could argue the same thing for Chris Paul, but Chris Paul's on the decline of his career when it comes to age, like he's getting pretty old. I mean, listen, he's had a great season in Oklahoma. Everybody doubted him and he led his team to the bubble. And I mean, I didn't think they were going to beat the Rockets, but, but they got, they got there. And I mean, I wouldn't mind Chris Paul, but if we're talking about longevity, like I said, I want us to make moves for the future for long term so we could be just set in stone to start winning and trying to improve. I want Van Vliet for longevity purposes. Yeah, I think everything you said, it just is like like you initially said, foreshadowing, you know, because they're not wasting any screen time and all these guys are not going to be here. So you appreciate that. You know, you all all these little things that they're like um, very subtle. But if you're watching like us, we have nothing else to watch. So we analyze all these videos and stuff like that. We can see it that um, the Knicks are thinking the way we are. They're posting the, these draft prospects that um that we're all talking about. They're not showing um any footage of any of these guys that we don't like. You know, even even um um Randall. They're not really showing Randall a lot. You know, a little bit. You know, he's like kind of like in the background of certain videos and stuff like that. So you kind of oh, appreciate like it. Like a, a tiny, tiny bit. Tiny yeah, just bit. a I mean, tiny. They're, they're, I mean, yeah. you can see they're his fade. You know, they show his little shape up and stuff on the side. You can tell it's him. You know, but you're right. not really seeing too much stuff going on with Randall. Right. I mean, and and I mean, if we do keep Randall and Knox, I think it would be okay. Listen, I don't want I don't want I want Randall off. But if I think it would be okay for one reason, and that's Kenny Payne and and this coaching staff. Because I mean, Kevin Knox is very familiar. You know, Kentucky, uh, Calipari, and and uh, Kenny Payne's obviously worked with Calipari in Kentucky, so. I think that he could definitely be very – I think he could be even more comfortable with playing at the NBA level this season because he has so many familiar faces and people that he can rely on more this upcoming season due to our coaching staff. So, I mean, there's a lot of promise for Kevin Knox, but there's a lot of risk and, um, you know, like negatives, if you want to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I just – I don't know. Because if we trade him away for Chris Paul – and then he flourishes, I think, like you were saying about um, about uh, uh, um, uh, Lamar Peters. Um, and if he like flourishes on a complete other team, then that's just going to be another move where then everybody's going to be, you know, just laughing at the Knicks again. I mean, you see uh, Stephen A. Smith this morning. I mean, you have Daniel Jones running for 80 yards and he falls on his face right before he gets to the end zone. And then Stephen A. Smith makes a laughing stock of him. And yeah. I mean, like my dad says, I'm sick of Stephen A. Smith just making us the laughing stock of the NBA and in the sports world. I mean, ugh, it's just 
it's so tough, especially when we haven't seen any Knicks basketball in like basically eight months. And that's yeah. crazy. And I mean, I'm, I mean, like you said way before, I mean, I'm just, I'm ready for the draft. I'm ready for December. And let's just, let's just get the ball rolling on this season. Cause that's what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. I'm tired of Stephen A. Smith too, man. It's, it's the whole New York thing. People hate New York, but they love New York people. You know, that they want to hear Stephen A. Smith doing this whole New York still, you know, stick or whatever. Like even with the presidential debate, you, you want to add that. Um, Donald Trump, people love Donald Trump because he because it's the whole New York thing. People people won't say it, but that's exactly what it is. It's the New York fact. Everybody wants to be us, but they they don't want to be us. You know, that that's like a, a famous exactly. song. It's 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 entertainment. It's entertainment, yeah. which is what it ultimately comes down to. I mean you have Stephen A. Smith and you have Trump. I can, these two are very similar because they're saying things that the people want to hear. I mean, you know, like Stephen A. Smith is, is saying what somebody is trying to say in, in his, in his, uh, in his bedroom or in his basement or in, at his, at work like that about their op opinions and feelings about a certain team or a certain player. And, you know, Trump is saying, you know, like, like, um, we're going to secure your jobs to like, all of all of these people that are are job hungry in in a lot of um conservative areas of this of this country and you know it's just they're very similar because they're just saying exactly what people want to hear and um and i mean i ah it's crazy and i mean i just i just don't want i don't want steve stout anywhere near first the first take facilities after that after that horrendous interview like last year i mean i remember i was literally i was eating lunch just at school with my friends and we were watching it and I, I had to turn it off. It was that bad. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. And it's like, like, bro, what are you doing, man? That's exactly. like the last thing that you want to exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like he was baiting the whole time, Stephen A and Max Kellerman, and he just kept taking it and taking it. And like, I mean, about these shorts, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a, obviously it's a negative, but if you're looking at it from a positive situation, it's getting think about it. We're talking about the Knicks, aren't we? Right. He, what he do what he did is making us not talk about the fact that that he's it's he's making he's making the media not talk about the Chicago Bulls. He's making us talk about the Knicks specifically, which is his job, right? He's to, he's supposed to brand the Knicks when it comes to like commercial success. And you know like yeah, obviously you can say like, "Oh, but you don't have like your branding consultant wearing Nick's merch and you have Nas next to him wearing Nick shorts. We have no idea. He could have planned that beforehand. He could have been like, Hey, I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear bull shorts. Nas, I want you to wear Nick shorts and stand right next to me. Like, right. I mean, if you, if you look at it from, from that perspective, you could say it was low key, a stroke of genius on his part. But like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I first saw that and I immediately, obviously like, my mind was like, what are you doing? Why would you even post this? But then I thought about it and I was like, he's having the Knicks in the conversation, which like, you know, rarely happens. Like when you're talking about like all of sports, um, especially because like I said before, there's been no Knicks basketball, barely any Knicks news, but like it could be a stroke of genius on his part because he's having everybody talk about the Knicks rather than Chicago. So uh, I mean, you, you want to talk about positivity? I mean, me and you both are pretty positive, but I think I think you, <laughs> I think you're stretching that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I I mean, I said this on my show. Like, listen, 
I'm not going to like, I'm not just going to pretend that the Knicks are in fantasy lands and we're winning every game. Like, obviously I'm going to bring up the negatives. I'm not going to poke around the bush. Like, like I'm obviously going to talk about what's really going on, but just trying to add some positivity. Um, because like, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not like trying to like pretend like everything's fine with the Knicks. Like, obviously we're going through a process. It's a struggle. I mean, it's been like seven, seven, uh, years now or, or however long we've been out of the playoff run. I mean, it's <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I, I, love merch. I, I, was, I was trying to put that in the queue there. <laughs> I like Go it. Ahead. I like it. I like it. I'll, I, I'll, I'll have to, I'll, I'm definitely gonna have to get one of those, but, um, but yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I just I mean, do you, do you want do you want a point guard in this draft, or who who would you be interested in drafting? Um, I think we just got to do best player available. Point point guards, right. like you know, we already we already mentioned it. we got so many on point guards or whatever to develop yeah. on our own roster. So I, I kind of don't want to waste any any um draft picks on on a point guard per se. But we 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 can't we can't really afford to um to 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 like baby anything. We we just gotta get whoever's the best guy. Like if you have a big board that's up and the guys are coming off the big board, if the the next guy up, that's the guy we gotta draft. It doesn't matter who it is. Next guy up, we have to draft. Cause um exactly. we don't have a roster. We don't have anybody. We we need a backup power forward. If we don't trade Julius Randle, we, um, we right now we um we're gonna have to slide RJ to the three. So we uh, so the, the shooting guard is open. Starting point guard is open. We got so many different open spots, so we cannot afford. And we also need a backup center as well. You know, so right. there's a lot of things that we need to to um to address. I actually am very um, – I like the idea of RJ at the three because I think it could get him even more experience now because you can argue that there's tougher comp- competition at that small forward position. I mean, you have LeBron, Giannis, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, Devin Booker sometimes he, he switches on or off from the two and the three. I mean, the list goes on and on. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler, uh, I mean, I mean the, the performance he did in those finals – crazy 47 minutes whoo crazy but yeah. like that's why I, I mean i i would definitely be um very pro rj at the small forward position because i mean i think i i i don't i don't like it when people are just saying like oh rj's rj's terrible he's a bust he's like 19 or like 20 now i mean he's a baby and still when it comes to like nba years of his career like yeah. he has so much time left to grow and get more experience and i mean like i i think like you have to let him at least like you know develop i mean i mean it's a different story when we're talking about kevin knox because he's had like three years three years now yeah. to like develop and yeah, like three years now yeah try to get experience under his belt and that that obviously hasn't been working um and i mean it's just i i think we need to just uh Hashtag give RJ a chance. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I mean, we, we just have, it's going to be a process. I mean, I'll, I'll say this, this, this joke that I also used on Slizzy's show, Stay of the Knicks podcast. Um, uh, and I, I said, listen, it's, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna, it's gonna be a process. These people, these players and, and staff aren't going to wake up drinking magic's, uh, not magic, Michael's secret stuff from Space Jam and, and be, <laughs> aliens with with superpowers like it's gonna be it's gonna be a process and i just i mean i i want obi toppin if he does slide down to eight i would absolutely be very interested in in obi toppin because you know also like i slid on i like i said on slizzy show like 
It's going to be a party in the paint if we get Obi Toppin. Can you imagine Obi and Mitchell Robinson? Scary duo. Scary, scary duo. The highlight plays that could come out of that. Could yeah. it could be like a Porzingis situation making us relevant in the sports conversation again? Yeah, and Obi Toppin can shoot the three as well, too, so it's not going to be crowded down there. Exactly. He can do – He can do. Um, a lot in the areas that we need to improve. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing with RJ too, I, I want to bring up too, is that he's just strong. He's very strong. He overpowers anybody they put they put in front of him because they they um they try to put bigger guys on it to intimidate him, and he just drops the shoulder and goes right around them. You know, same thing with the smaller guys. Smaller guys, same thing. Takes one step, drops the shoulder, and then they can't seal him out because he's so strong. So I mean, you know, RJ, RJ, I think, I think. Like like I said, if if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, then we got like we got the right coach in there right now because um he's worked with with so many different um players that like I want you know you want to mention Julius Randle, but I mean he worked with Carlos Boozer, he worked with um with um Cat, you know he's worked with a bunch of different guys, even um uh, the guy that's on the team now um the the, um, the older older gentleman anyway, you know he he knows how to put guys in position, so I, I would love him to to throw RJ in a spot and just let him say yo this is your spot and go, you know right. what I'm saying I mean, like, we, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you can, and and also, I mean, I also saw that that Jimmy Butler said Tom Thibodeau was a huge part in his in his development. And I mean, if Tom Thibodeau can do what he did to Jimmy Butler to RJ, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, crazy. Jimmy Butler came into the league. He wasn't he wasn't ready. He wasn't Jimmy Butler when he came into the league. He was um actually drafted after Shumpert. You know, right. so like, he didn't start right away. You know, he he had his little little area. And actually, RJ's ahead of the um the game. Um, as far as um development or whatever, so I'm expecting him. What 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 do you expect from RJ next? I'm I'm expecting him to like not necessarily um like jump into the twenties, whatever. But I expect him to like like um clean up his shooting percentages and, and just really top off fifteen, maybe even seventeen around there. That's what I'm expecting. What do you, what do you expect out of RJ? Well, if you see, I mean, again, you can make players look like superstars in any video you post of them. But if you look at the way that RJ's been recently shooting at the three. Um, I hope that that's a very good sign of him being consistent, especially when it comes to three-point shooting and just shooting in general. Um, yeah. I mean, his main struggle is obviously his free throw shooting and, and three-point shooting. Um, and I mean, again, just shooting in general. So, I mean, yeah. I'm expecting um, I'm expecting a lot of better percentages of uh, like field goal percentages. And um, I'm expecting a lot better of him when it comes to shooting we know that he can do very well in the paint like you said he's very strong overpowers a, a lot of players in this league um just with his pure strength alone but i mean i'm expecting him to be um i mean just 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 better than last year hopefully um i mean the, i mean i think and i think he's gonna fuel that that disrespect that he that that he had towards him in in uh during the uh, during the the off season when the bubble was happening, I mean, he didn't make like a single all rookie team. Yeah, like, that was that was disrespect, total disrespect. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think he's that's just gonna fuel him to just like you said, like what Thibodeau hopefully will say to him, like, this is your team, this is your spot, just roll with it. And like, I think that's just gonna fuel him to want to lead this team to victory for the upcoming years. Yeah. He's different too, you know. Like his dad, Rowan. I I, f- I forgot that he played for St. John's back in the days, because um, you know, his his dad is like kind of like maybe a little bit older than me, but I remember him when he was in St. John's and stuff. Like, so, oh, that's his dad, you know. So I mean, during those during those times, you know, like like his his parents have roots here, you know. So they moved to Canada, whatever. But he still got family in, in um Brooklyn, whatever. He never really um really um talked too much about that. But he spent a lot of summers here. 
you saw him with the Knicks hat and stuff like that. So this this kid is different. You know, he's always been the top guy throughout throughout all of his um his uh his classes. You know, starting from junior high school all the way up. So I mean, the the kid is different, man. You could just see that just the way that, that he plays and, and just the way that he speaks, man. This this guy is is not he's not um Kevin Knox. You know, he's not Frank Nilakina. This this guy is different. So you know, I'm expecting a lot of you know, especially with his jump shot. Like his jump shot kind of was like was like this before, like in his face, but now he opened it up where he could see the rim. So you just you just hope that all that stuff starts to um to work, man. Because I mean, we need it. We need guys to stick. We we can't um can't lose um you know these um these drafts uh, you know every year. We we need to get once we draft somebody, we need to get them in a spot. That would, that, would, that would be great for us. I I I 100% agree with you on on everything you just said. I agree. Yeah, man. So that's cool, man. Is this 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 your first um um visual thing? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I um I've been uh, I've obviously I've been busy with the startup of school, so I haven't really been able to make these uh sportscaster uh, uh lives you got going on here. But yeah. I mean, hey, I I'm, I'll definitely hop back on. Um, it's a, another great live from you. Obviously, you're you're providing Knicks Nation with with some of the some of the best content out there with with what we have been provided with from almost again 300 days without any Knicks basketball um so I had a great time this was a great episode thank you for having me on um I mean just a quick thing you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Knicks community um check out the Knicks community podcast Eru's on there now um and um, I'm sure I'll have him back very soon um, and you can find my podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts basically are made. And uh, just again, just Eru, thank you for always, you know, just uh, just having me on and just giving me opportunities to just talk everything Knicks with you. So I had a great time tonight. Thank you so much. You're no doubt, man. And everybody can see you now. They can see, they can see that you're, you're a young guy, man, but you're very smart. You know, thank a lot you. of history about the Knicks and stuff like that. You're, you're, you're legit. You know what I'm saying? So the, the most important thing for me, man, is for you to take care of school. You know, you, you're doing all of that. You have a lot of stuff going on too outside of thing. I, I know you're um you're into the um to the arts. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, college process is starting up soon, and I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. But obviously, I'm gonna definitely uh keep on providing Nick's content for uh for Nick's Nation. Obviously. Let, let me let me do this, man. I, I didn't do this the whole episode, but I, I gotta put your whole face on this so everybody can see you nice and close there. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, everybody? How's how's everybody? Okay, man. All right, man. Well, it's, it's been good talking to you, man. So um, we, before we go, uh, you know, I like to shout out whoever's in the chat over here because I'm also um, you know, I'm broadcasting from three different places. So um, Sportscast is the only one that you can't see on the screen, but um, so I'm just gonna shout out whoever came up here. Is this guy called um, Act Ventura? He started following me. He also sent um some tickets, you know that, that that's a way of uh, of giving giving love back from uh, from the listeners and stuff. We got Silly Simon is there. He also gave twenty tickets. We got um Pauline um the Bulls fan ninety nine. Uh, he also gave ten tickets. So um that's been that's what's been going on over there in Sportscast, man. So thanks everybody for tuning in from there. So anyway, man, you know I I'll, I'll just um, I'll just cut it off here. We got the next community a podcast. Um Aiden down here here with me today on this episode. We talked about KP. We talked about Basically everything. We talk about the Nets and their situation and everything like that. So anyway, see us out there, man. Follow both of us and uh, continue to support, man. Four fingers up to the forehead, tucking that thumb. Salute. See you soon, man. See you guys. Thank you. Peace.